all right welcome to another episode of the birth sisters podcast i'm megan and i'm annie and we're excited to have you on today um i'm going to be sharing my birth story well i'm so excited to get into this i i think i've only heard you tell it once really yeah i feel like when royal was born i told the story about 47 times in the first like month (laughs) yeah i don't know i as i was talking with my friends the other weekend we like each shared our our birth stories and i'm like do i just share mine more often because it's a home birth story or does everybody share their birth story like so often i feel like i i don't maybe it's just because i'm gonna like i'm i love birth and i'm passionate about birth and so it felt like a crown jewel on my life and other <laughs> ladies it's like oh I just it was just my birth yeah I don't know I think that um it's definitely a unique experience to have a home birth and so you know people wonder about it more yeah so if you feel like you tell it a lot it's probably because people wonder about it and right they're like oh wait you had a home birth that's not like what's the norm here right so they want to know about it yeah that's probably why you're right so I'll just get right into it. Um, Royal's due date was September 26th, and I kind of pre-decided that I was going to give birth on October 1st. So the 26th was a Sunday, and then the 1st was that, like, next Friday. So um, the reason I decided that, I, I was like, I'm going to go into labor the morning of the 1st and have him by like the evening of the first and I just kind of visualized that in my mind I did a lot of visualizations during my pregnancy um just to you know hype myself up and the reason that I the reason that I visualized that was because my husband was off of school that day so he was (laughs) gonna just be home all day anyways and then I was like then we'll have the weekend to just like be just us and then he has to go back to school on Monday and I remember you telling us this, like, oh, I'm going to have him on the first and me being like, she doesn't know anything about birth. You can't just decide. I mean, if you're getting induced, you can decide what day you're doing it. But with home birth, it's a little different. And I remember being like, oh, Meg, she's so silly. It's going to come at the exact wrong time. Yeah. Yeah. So I just kind of like had that in my mind, like, oh, that would be nice. Oh, that would be like really good. Um, and... I went through my pregnancy with a lot of advice from Annie and like just like really drawing on her birth experience with Ella and um, I just wanted it to be like a really positive experience like she had with Ella and I started pre-labor like three weeks before my due date the 26th and I was like it was it came and went but it was you know every day every couple days it just kind of went on and off and it kind of it wasn't the best I didn't love pre-labor because it was really hard and it kept getting my hopes up so I started feeling contractions but it was just pre-labor contractions and I told my mom who was also my doula our mom who was also my doula and um I was like I'm feeling contractions but they're not really consistent it's just kind of like crampy it doesn't It doesn't feel like what I thought contractions would feel like. So, and they started like three weeks before my due date and my mom was like, okay, this is just pre-labor. Don't give your, get your hopes up. Like it's, this is just your body getting ready and like practicing to be actually in labor. And so I had pre-labor pains for 
quite some time and I think Annie only had them for like a week four days oh yeah oh yeah it was like I literally felt no Braxton Hicks no pre anything until that Sunday yeah and then I gave birth on the Wednesday yeah so I was I was kind of going through it it was really hard um but it was also really exciting because every time I'd have a contraction I'd be like oh this is it but then by the time it was my due date I was like okay can we be done with this can I actually (laughs) I remember I was like I just want to actually go into labor I don't want any more of this false stuff I just I want to go but I knew that that um those contractions were you know preparing my body to actually go into labor so my due date came and went and you know all of Adam's family there they don't do natural births they um aren't really used to like home birthing and so they were all all like oh like is the baby here yet is the baby here yet is the baby here yet because Adam's mom got induced with all of her kids but one um she went in naturally before she was able to get induced um but so they were used to just like you know having the set date and time that you go to the hospital and it just happens um so they're all like wait you're not having your baby yet like it's past your due date and my mom had told me like several times going up to um my due date that I'll probably go over I'll probably go over like prepare yourself to go over just you know visualize you're gonna go over and I wanted to give birth on that Friday anyway so I was like (laughs) okay like that works but when those pre-labor contractions started I was like oh maybe I'll go early and it was kind of exciting and I was like maybe I'll give birth the Friday before my due date um but it just wasn't happening um so I had a couple prenatal appointments going up to my due date and um like each week and I told them like oh I'm having contractions I think it's just pre-labor and they were like oh yeah it's just pre-labor but you know maybe we won't maybe you won't be in for your next appointment maybe you'll have your baby by our next appointment so on the 30th I had a prenatal appointment so the day before I actually had royal I had a prenatal appointment and they're asking me how I was feeling and I was like I'm ready to have this baby um and they were checking his position and he was in a pretty good position which he had been wiggling all around um and was in like tons of different positions in the weeks leading up and so on the 30th they checked his position again and they were like yeah he's like good to go um they didn't have to move him at all and they were like okay well like hopefully you won't have to come in next week for another prenatal (laughs) appointment um and I was like yeah hopefully so that was a Thursday and that that evening it was around 6 30 and we live in our in-laws basement and so I went upstairs to talk to my mother-in-law and we were just chatting in the kitchen and I had eaten like a piece of little Caesar's pizza um hearing Annie's birth story I was like wow she ate way better food than I did because I had a piece of pizza before I like actually went into labor you had just recently become not gluten-free yeah so yeah so that was like a great thing I I was able to eat gluten again and so I was like sweet a piece of pizza yeah um so I was talking to my mother-in-law and I kind of felt a contraction that was different from my pre-labor contractions and I was like oh like maybe this is just another pre-labor contraction, but like, oh, like this could be something different. And so I felt it and it kind of like subsided and went away while we were chatting. And then I had another one and I was like, oh, that feels different. Like that's different because 
it had subsided and came back where my pre-labor contractions, they had all just been, um, like, pressure consistently for 30 minutes maybe instead of like coming and then going and then coming and going so um after like we had chatted for a bit and I was like okay well like I'm gonna go downstairs I was like starting to feel like pretty uncomfortable um and so I went downstairs and I texted my mom and I was like okay like I might be having real contractions now but I'm gonna track them for an hour and then get back to you So for that hour, it felt most comfortable to sit on the toilet and I just sat on the toilet and I had the um, contraction timer and I was timing them. And while this is happening, Adam was at work. And so I was like, I don't want to call him home from work if this is just more pre-labor. So I was just sitting on the toilet and I tracked them and they were less than a minute long, three to five minutes apart. And so I didn't really like know if that was a big deal. Um, So I after an hour, I called my mom, and I was like, this is how things are going. This is how I'm feeling. Um, it definitely feels different than the pre-labor contractions, and my mom lives an hour and a half away from me, so she's like, okay, well, I'll start driving up to you. Um, go lay down for 30 minutes, and then call me and let me know if anything has changed, because she thought if I had laid down, maybe they would subside, and you know, it she could turn around and go home. Yeah, it wasn't actually pre-labor. And this is at, like, 7.30 p.m. on um, September 30th. So um, I went and I laid down on my left side, and I tried to just relax, but I was kind of like, oh, no, like, well, do I need to call Adam? Do I need to call my midwife? Like, what should I do? And then I just I tried to relax for 30 minutes. I kept timing them. They're still less than a minute long, three to five minutes apart, and so... After 30 minutes, I updated my mom, and she was like, you can call Adam if you want, but he was going to be off of work in, like, 30 minutes anyways, and so she's like, you can call him if you want, but it, like, or you could just wait for him to come home, but you should call Melissa, and I used the same midwife as Annie did for her birth with Ella. Um, You could call Melissa and let her know um, what was going, what's going on. Um, I decided to call Adam because I wanted him to not dilly-dally after work. Like, he doesn't usually, but I just wanted to be like, hey, like, come home and kind of, like, hurry because I want you here. So I called him, and he had been keeping his phone on him at work um, so because he knew that I could have a baby at any minute. <laughs> so um, I called him, and I was like, hey, like, you don't need to come right now. Just, like, after work, just, like, come straight home. And he was like, okay, awesome. And then I called Melissa and Melissa had been sick leading like for like a month leading up. She had COVID and it just really kicked her butt. And so um, she was feeling a bit better, um, like she wasn't contagious anymore or anything like that. So it was like perfectly safe, like she was totally out of quarantine, but she just felt really tired still. And so I she's like, I want to come to your birth and but I probably won't be as hands-on but I'll have like my midwife assistants there and they'll for sure be like right there with you and I was totally comfortable with that because I knew all the assistants and like totally felt comfortable with them and I love them and so um I called her and I let her know and I was like hey this is what's going on my mom's coming but you don't need to come yet and I'll like let you know um so I just stayed laying in my bed 
Oh, I also, did I call you, Amy? I think mom called me and was like, hey, I'm leaving right now to go head up to Megan's. Do you want to leave in, like, 45 minutes? Because I also live, like, 45 minutes away from Megan. And so I was like, yeah. I had put Mm -hmm. Ella to bed, and we were all, like, tucked in bed. (laughs) Because it was night, and then I, like, packed up my stuff and got ready to go. Yeah, so... Um, Adam came home and he came and like laid in bed with me and mom and Annie got there and they came in and they were sitting on the floor by my bed and um, I had put it put on the TENS unit. It's like a electric stim um, machine that you just put like the little pads on and it just sends a little electric shocks um, and I put that on my back for a little bit of counter pressure when like Adam and mom weren't you know, pressing on my hips. Yeah. And so that was going and it gave me a lot of relief. Um, I wouldn't say that it was like painful. I feel like it was more like pressure. Mm -hmm. Um, but I didn't feel like I was in pain really. Um, yeah. So then when they got there, we were just kind of chatting. I was laying down because I was really tired. I had been working that day and I just was trying to get some rest before like going into hard labor. Um, so we were still kind of, um, timing my contractions and we were just sitting and chatting and laughing. Mm -hmm. And I I remember laughing with you and mom and Adam and it was, it was a, it was fun and it was exciting, but I didn't really, I didn't really have any expectations going into it because I had never done it before. Um, so yeah, I, my contractions started, they were still like less than a minute long and three to five minutes apart, but they started getting more intense. And so, um, mom and Adam kind of switched off, like putting pressure on my back and putting pressure on my hips. Um, Annie went and like laid down. Did you go and like take a little nap? Yeah, I went in the other room and I, I actually slept from (laughs) like 10 PM to like 5 AM. And I was like, I told mom, I was like, do not let me miss it. Like, as soon as the action happens... Get me. Get me yeah. up. Like, I want to be in it. And yeah. So... Yeah. But so maybe it wasn't 5 a.m. I can't remember what That sounds I, about right yeah. to me. Um. So, yeah. So, mom was, like, laying on the floor next to my bed with a pillow. And um, Adam was laying next to me on the bed. And they would just do counter pressure back and forth. And I was trying to get as much sleep as I could. Um, and then between, yeah, like 10 p.m. and 5 p.m., I had gone back and forth from the bathroom because it felt really good to sit on the toilet. I know a lot of women like to labor on the toilet. Um, and I also, like, I didn't want to throw up in my bed, and I didn't want to, like, poop in my bed because <laughs> I, not that I, like, felt pushy at that point, but, like, the contractions really, like, Yes. They they squeeze, and so I didn't want to poop in my bed. <laughs> and so I just felt a little bit more comfortable on the toilet. Um, but then I'd get tired from being on the toilet and go back into my bed. Um, so I think it was around, like, 4.30 or 5. I was like, Adam, can you come with me to the bathroom so that he could do counter pressure while I was on the toilet? Um, and so we were there, and I don't know how long we were sitting there for, but um, I started getting emotional and I was like can you get my mom like please go get my mom like go wake her up because she had fallen asleep and she'll say she's like I did not fall asleep I was totally there I didn't even realize that you had left your bed or whatever (laughs) like I but I was totally there and 
she was totally asleep she was totally asleep yeah um which was fine and so adam it had been all night yeah, at that point yeah and so um adam went to go get her and i was just like absolutely besides myself and i hadn't lost my mucus plug at this point but they kept like they're like okay well like have you lost your mucus plug yet have you lost your mucus plug yet and i'm like no and then your midwives were asking that. Yeah, yeah yeah um and mom yeah and so um we I was like getting really emotional I feel like this was like transition maybe because I just was like this uh, like I want to be done yes because it had been all night I was exhausted and I just wanted to be done and that's was what I felt like transition was for me and um so mom came in and she was like how are you feeling what's going on and I was talking to her and I had a contraction and I kept talking to her and I had a contraction like right after that. And so it was, she was like, wait, did you just have like contractions one after the other? And since it was night and we were all trying to like sleep kind of, n- nobody had been timing my contractions mm-hmm. really. But she was like, you just had two contractions one after back the other. Back. So um, she called Melissa and was like, hey, you should come. Um, and they were like asking for the update and one of the midwife assistants only lives like 15 minutes away but melissa lives like 30 minutes away so they were all on their way um and i moved from the toilet to be standing in the bathroom and this is when i remember you came in and Mm -hmm. you started rubbing my back and it felt so good oh good (laughs) um and i was just standing um at the sink and like i felt like i couldn't walk toward to my bed um i was just like I was totally in labor land at that mm-hmm. point, and I was just, like, totally in labor land, um, and they got me over to the bed, and I was kneeling over my bed, and they were doing counter pressure while I waited, and I was just moaning through the contractions. <laughs> I was just singing right through them, um, and I didn't even realize Melissa got there, but when she got there, she came and, like, sat by me, um, and she was like, hey, like, how you doing? And I was like, I am so happy you're here. I just felt like immediate, like so much comfort that she was there. And she asked if I wanted her to check me. Um, and I was like, yeah. So I moved position so she could check me. And, um, she was like, oh, you're at a 10. And I was like, (laughs) oh, cool. And she was like, here, do you want to feel the water bag? And so she like guided my hand down and I felt the water bag and then it broke. And it, like, broke all over, like, the Chuck's pads. Yeah. Um, But I was, they were like, oh, your water broke. And so I had Adam go get his mom from upstairs at this point. Um, and then Melissa's uh, midwife assistant, Senny, was there. And I can't remember if Christina had got there yet. I think she had. Yeah, so. I don't know. Um, I had lots of people in the room with me, and it was fun and exciting, um and I Melissa said that as she walked into the room I made a pushing noise and she was like oh like we're at this point whoa I just got here (laughs) yeah I just got here and so um she knew that I was like getting ready it was probably around like 5 36 at this point not 5 36 5 30 or 6 (laughs) um at this point and so I wanted to like kind of labor on my hands and knees and so I was kind of doing that and I was um leaning kind of up against like with my head against my mom um and they were like 
checking my progress, like, watching my progress, and, um, I, my body just felt really pushy, and I threw up a bunch of times because my whole body was just, like, contracting, Yeah. and so, like, I threw up a couple times, um, they gave me some, like, Powerade that I had, like, previously had for, like, specifically for labor, and that was, like, so delicious to drink, (laughs) um, and they were like hmm after I don't know it was maybe like 30 45 minutes in that position they were like "Mm, this isn't the best position like let's move you and so then I kind of I kind of knelt up and had my arms around my mom's neck and that helped a bit but then I was getting really tired in that position so I flipped over onto my back and I was just like can we get this baby out like I'm done like I was like it's time let's go this like I'm done with this I want to have my baby here so I switched over and I was kind of like on my back a little bit um propped up against my mom and it I could feel or they had me like feel his head and that like really like helped me like be like oh yeah yeah. we're like it was a boost I I was able to be like oh yeah like it's close yeah um and then um, I had read a lot about like the ring of fire that you feel and I think I think I felt that it was different than what I was expecting um, but so when I was pushing Royal's head out I felt that like kind of ring of fire but it was actually me tearing because he had his hand up by his head when he came out and so like it wasn't it was too big it was too big and it was like, you know, like an odd little hand by your face coming out of that was, it just tore. It yeah. tore me in three places. And so that's what I was feeling. Um, and after his head was born, um, I think I kind of like looked down and saw it. And then I felt like his body be born. And it was like the biggest relief. I was so like, I was on cloud nine. It was like <laughs> so euphoric, so perfect. I loved it. Um, and it just, it felt so good. And they immediately like brought him to my chest. Um, so I, I was holding him and they started assessing my tears and Melissa told me like afterwards, um, like at a later time, she told me that she thought we would have to transfer to the hospital because I had torn so bad. She thought I had torn, um, through my urethra and my clitoris. She thought I tore all the way up through instead of just on my labia. So she was like, this is pretty bad. Um, they told me that I, um, they told me that they wanted to give me some Pitocin to help stop the bleeding, um, cause they didn't want me to bleed out too much. Um, and I had put on my birth plan that I didn't want any Pitocin unless it was like an emergency. And so, um, I was holding Royal and And I remember that you, like, hesitated. Like, they asked, do you want Pitocin? And you were like, uh... Why? Why? And they were like, you're bleeding too much. Like, Melissa was like, this is too much blood. This is more blood than I'm comfortable with. And so we wanted to give you this to help stop the bleeding. And I I remember at that point, I was like, oh, yeah, for sure. Like, it's an emergent situation. Um, and I'd rather not transfer to the hospital, so, yeah, give me Pitocin. So they gave me a shot of Pitocin, and I hate needles, but I didn't even really feel it or notice it because I was just holding Royal, and he was there, and I was looking at him, and 
Adam was right there with me and I was just oh so happy it was just so wonderful and so I didn't really feel any pain at that point like I didn't feel like I had torn like I couldn't feel anything it was just I was so happy and all the oxytocin was rushing through my body so they started assessing my tears and they had to um, give me some numbing shots and um, they stitched me up in two places and then glued one of the tears shut Um, but I just laid there that was probably my least favorite part of the birth was that um, the sewing shut because I could feel it at some points where it couldn't like the numbing stuff couldn't get Um, so it was just like really uncomfortable Um, but I was just laying there I had Adam with me I had Royal with me and Royal um, started eating so that kind of like took my attention off of them fixing my tears and stitching me up so um, after they had cleaned like cleaned me all up and stitched me all up I was just able to go and get right into my bed and just lay there with Royal and Adam and it was just awesome and that was that was it. I was like, oh, awesome. Um, I hadn't, like, expected to tear, but I did, and that was okay because they were able to help me, and they had all the all the medical supplies there that they needed to help me, and so, yeah, then we just laid in bed. I think we also had toast. I think we also yeah. had buttered toast because toast is my favorite <laughs> thing to eat, <laughs> so... Um, I think Christina made us some toast and we were just able to lay there and cuddle and love on Royal. And did, did they, this is my question, but did they ultimately determine that like the reason you tore was a combination of Royal's hand being up there and then like the position that you were in? Um, I don't know if it was the position that I was in. I, they just told me that it was because his hand was up by his face so that was not something that you could control yeah though. yeah so that was just him being a little rascal yeah, little silly guy okay so yeah and that was yeah yeah i loved it <laughs> i loved it too it was so much fun and it was so good i loved being able to do the immediate skin to skin and then also have adam be able to do yeah. the skin to skin Um, We also did delayed cord clamping, so I can't remember. I think they delivered the placenta and then started working on my stitches. Um, And so I was able to just hold Royal and we held the placenta. And I don't think we even cut it until we were in bed, maybe. Yeah, it was was much longer for you. It was like maybe an hour. Yeah. And it was awesome because all that wonderful placenta blood was able to drain back into Royal. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's also, like, good nutrients and yeah. stuff in that blood that come from the placenta. Yeah. And from you into, into Royal, so. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yay. I loved, I loved hearing it from your point of view. It's, Thank you. It was such a good story. So fun to watch and um, so exciting to be a part mm-hmm. of. I really loved it. So I had a, like, almost exactly 12-hour labor um, it was, I started labor at 7.30 p.m. And then he was born at 7.32 in the morning. Wow. And so that's like, I love that. It's like so perfect. It just makes. Just half a day. Yeah, it just makes me so happy. <laughs> it was, it was a long labor. I don't know. How long was yours? 
Mine was, I think it was like 14 hours uh-huh. total. I would say I probably started at like 6 or 6.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. and then delivered at 8.50 yeah. or whatever. So yeah. so I felt like I felt like it was a good time. Um, and I, I had him on October 1st, like yep. I, like I wanted. Like the manifestation. Yeah. Um, how long did you push for? I think I was pushing for like maybe close to two hours, maybe like an hour and a half. I feel like I was pushing for such a long time just because my body was contracting so hard. It felt like I was pushing. Yeah, that's true. So that's true. I... I don't think I remember, like, exactly how long you had pushed, but I felt like I was pushing a lot more than you did. Yeah. And so I was just, I, at the end, I was just like, get this baby out of yeah, me. Yeah, why is it not out already? Yeah. Um, but it was just a, like, a culmination of, like, my position. Yeah. And probably Royal not even, like, not being ready yet. Yeah. And he, he came exactly when he needed That's to. That's true. The, this is not to, like, roast you or anything, <laughs> but, like, from my perspective, the positions that you were in were not really effective. Oh yeah, and yeah. we as like not the lab- not the laboring people should have taken the initiative to be like, "May you'll be more comfortable if we switch you like this." Yeah, yeah. We totally because sh- you were not you were worried about other things, focused yeah. on other things, so you didn't have the brain power to be like, "This is not not effective." Not effective. Yeah. I need to switch. We should have done that for yeah. you, and we just didn't. So. Which if there's only one thing that I would change about my entire birth and it would be switching positions sooner because I feel like I just wasted a lot of energy in that position Mm -hmm. whereas I wasn't even on like my hands and knees I was more like on my hands and forearms yeah so gravity really wasn't working for me and that's what I was going for like I wanted to be on my hands and knees so gravity was a little bit more working for me um but it like I wasn't aware I was not present enough to be like oh yeah this is not working this is not working and so I wish that somebody else would have been sooner because they did eventually yeah change positions for me but I wish sooner somebody would have been like hey let's move you right for sure for sure okay well we've got some questions I've got some questions from your Instagram friends yeah. <laughs> to ask you. Um, the first one, it's kind of a two-parter, but how did you decide between all of your options and, like, how you knew what your options were? Yeah. I'm assuming it comes to, like, where and where you want to birth and how yeah. you want, who you want as your provider and Yeah, stuff. so, like, how I chose between, like, a hospital birth and a home birth and a birth center birth um, because my mom and Annie had had home births I kind of knew that's what I wanted um and I was um fortunate to be low risk I mean 95 percent of pregnancies are low risk and um could birth at home um so I just knew that I wanted to um have my own like private space and you know be in the comfort of my own home just because it made more sense like if I was going to be in that vulnerable of a position and you know I didn't want to go to the hospital and be in a hospital bed and like have bright lights the entire time I birthed I was had low lights um and I was in my house where I was able to control the temperature and um, be in my bed if I wanted or be on like in my own bathroom if I wanted so 
I kind of like seeing my mom and Annie go through that was basically like how I decided that's what I wanted for that. Um, but how, and like how I knew what they were. Um, and so, yeah. And then I was, I also did a lot of reading, um, while I was pregnant. And so it really like dialed in like, okay, I don't want to do the vitamin K shot for Royal. I want to do the vitamin K drops, um, to help with like blood clotting. Um, and I didn't want Pitocin unless it was uh, an emergency and I didn't want an epidural and um, I didn't want to induce labor. Um, so reading a lot and then also um, just researching online and following um, midwives and um, doulas on Instagram, I was really able to figure out what I wanted and, you know, I saw a lot of things in birth videos that I was like, oh, I want to do that, and oh, I would rather not do that. Yeah, cool. I love it. That's all very helpful information. Um, Okay, what was your, let's do hardest first. What was the hardest part of your birth experience? I feel like the hardest part was not knowing what point I was at through most of my labor. Like, I didn't know if I was progressing at all because my midwife wasn't there, and I hadn't asked like to get checked and so I didn't really know I was progressing I felt like my contractions getting more intense um but we hadn't been like closely timing them so we didn't know where they're at and so I just kind of felt like am I even doing anything or am I just like going through this totally blind um but in a way that was also good because I didn't have any expectation on me like okay, you've been at an eight for three hours now, right. you're or stalled. You, you went from a four to a six in two hours, yeah. so you need to go from a six to an eight in three hours. Like. Yeah, exactly. There was no expectation on me, so I was able to just, like my body was able to just do what it needed with no outside pressure. Mm-hmm. It was all inside. <laughs> yes, <laughs> all the pressure. <laughs> Speaking of, how was the pain you felt during labor? What was that like? Can you describe it? Um... Like, looking back, I feel like it wasn't really painful. I mean, there was a lot of pressure, and it was uncomfortable, but I wouldn't say, like, it was unbearable pain. Um, But, yeah, so it was mostly, I think I felt it mostly, like, in my hips and in my back, um, which was really good to have the TENS unit, the electric stem, going and kind of do that counter pressure. Um, But... Yeah, it wasn't, I wouldn't say that, like, labor was super painful up until the time when his head came out and I tore. That was, like, probably the most pain that I felt. Understandably so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but for the most part, it was, I knew that, like, all the pressure and discomfort that I was feeling was helping me, like, get to the point. And um, because I was laboring naturally with no, like, medications and, like, I was able to feel everything and I had all my natural oxytocin flowing through my body so that my brain wasn't really perceiving it as pain um, because I had just so much oxytocin, which is the feel-good hormone. Um, okay, and then also what was your favorite part of your birth? Um, my favorite part of my birth experience was when everybody was there with me. I had Adam... My mom, Annie, Melissa, Senny, Allison, 
Christina. Christina and my mother-in-law, Brenda. And having all of those people with me, it just felt like so comforting. I knew that they were all there to help me and they all were there to help Royal and I had individual like relationships with all of them. So I had built trust and camaraderie with them. Um, and I remember one point when I was like on my hands and forearms, um, Allison had got there and she came up and was kind of by my head. And I can't remember if she said anything or if I just looked over and I saw her and I said, Allison, I'm so glad you're here. And it just felt like I had everybody that I needed and everybody that I wanted to help Royal come. Yeah. So that was my favorite part is just having so much support. That's so cute. I love it. I love it. Yeah, so that's my birth story. Then afterwards, what did they do? They kind of the same things that they did with me. Yeah, so we stayed in bed and they just did all of Royal's measurements like on the bed and they did like everything that they needed to while I was holding him or while Adam was holding him. Um, And... We got some breakfast at some point. We had like brown rice um, pudding pudding stuff with berries, which was so yummy. Um, oh, one thing, like after he was born, um, you have to pee within like a certain amount of time just to so they make sure that you can. Um, and so when I had gone to the bathroom, I couldn't. I was just like, I, I can't. And so I had like drink more Powerade, drink more water, um, trying to get like more hydrated so that I could pee, and they were like, if you can't, we'll have to, I think you have to transfer to the hospital or something like that. Yeah, something. Yeah, so I was like, I really don't want to leave, even at this point, I like really don't want to leave my house, my bed, Um, but it was just like really sore because of my tears, Yeah. Um, but I eventually did, like two of the midwife assistants stayed at the house for until I peed yeah. and yeah. Um, they helped me to the bathroom every time and they um, and yeah so they just wanted to make sure that I was all good and set and I eventually did pee so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. good okay I love it it was so fun to hear it from your yeah. perspective and good to um, hear your answers to those questions yeah thank you all for listening we'll catch you next time Thank you. Bye. Bye.